down the hill. While climbing out of the car, the two students noticed the lights were gone. Andy had seen lights that led into the forest from a distance, back in their small town, but Dave was unconvinced. Still, Andy thought it was worth more than checking out. He had been seeing things like this, and his closest friends didn't believe him. The last option was Dave, who wasn't his closest friend, but a bully. If the two found what Andy saw, Dave would vouch for him and if not, Andy loses his lunch money for the next week. I should have asked for your car, Dave joked looking at the set of wheels they were walking away from. Or you're all stars. Like I would have agreed to that, Andy muttered as they walked, although, upon further thought, he probably would have. Come on, we're looking for the cabin I saw in the lights. Lights can be hidden, but not an entire building. Unless it doesn't exist, wastewide, Dave murmured to himself. The two began walking down the hill into the woods. The foliage was thick, but there were some clear paths they could follow. Andy decided to go down one path, while Dave went down another that Andy suggested. As the two made their way into the forest Andy listened for any strange noises. He was only greeted by sounds of hooting owls, a faint chirping hum of crickets. All in all, the woods were starting to seem as empty as Dave expected. Still, he continued his hike and kept a keen eye out. The two walked further apart until they couldn't see each other, but it was Dave who spotted something unusual at first. It was a twinkling of a distant light amongst the trees. He left the path and began hiking towards it surprised. Sure enough, there was a small garden light that you drove into the ground. Solar-powered and bright, perfect for guiding your way through the forest. Dave picked it up and turned it off. If he hid this there would be no proof for Andy. Dave smiled to himself and looked around for any more. As commanded another one was in sight, and he jogged over towards it, stumbling over some roots here and there, but soon wrapping his hand around the garden light and pulling it out of the dirt. With a small click, the light turned off, leaving him in darkness. Dave smiled to himself looking around the moonlit forest. Easiest money he had ever made. Once he was sure there were no lights left, he began to hike back, but stopped almost immediately. There, beyond several trees, was a small cabin. It was an old building, something straight out of the trailer park, but it looked far cleaner. Dave sighed and made his way over to it. It was a cabin, something that hunters would use if they were interested in the finer things. Dave recalled seeing such a cabin at camp, there was always a pair of camp counselors that would sneak in there after dark. Dave smiled fondly at the memories of when he and some other kids would watch. Dave turned a corner and found himself in front of the door with a spray-painted D sign. It was vibrant, a mixture of neon blue and pinks and yellow sparks. It was hard to tell what the D sign was, but it looked angled and sharp. Dave lit one of the garden spikes and held it up. It was a detailed painting of an open wolf's mouth, revealing a tongue on the door and teeth surrounding it. 
Gnarly, Dave murmured genuinely impressed. Dave hesitantly opened the door and entered the small room. Flicking the light switch he could see it was a basic room with a messed up kitchen, dirtied bed and a cluttered desk. There was a horrible smell as well, but Dave was used to it. He walked over to the bed examined it. There were adult magazines and breadcrumbs everywhere, all of it looked new, not aged. Turning around, he walked past the small kitchen and past the door towards the desk. Geez, this place is grody as hell, Dave murmured cringing visibly. He saw something shining metal under a blanket. Dave's fear grew tenfold when he saw it was the edge of an axe, splashed with red which still dripped onto the desk. Lowering the light he saw pools of blood had formed and centered on another large lump beneath the desk, this lump was covered with a blood-soaked blanket. Dave backed away slowly and heard approaching footsteps at the last second. Whipping around he saw a looming figure running towards him with a brutal spade. The man's face was covered in a dark pillowcase, but Dave could see the menacing eyes of a killer through the eye holes. Dave ran out the door, knowing full well, if he barricaded himself inside he would be trapped. Running towards the forest Dave pushed past trees, spikes of fear driving themselves through his brain. The road looking all too far away. Even more fear gripped him when he heard the huffing breath of his pursuer. However, he was relieved to hear it vanish, the man exhausted. Dave thanked his athletic parents and broke into a breakneck dash, reaching the road and, soon after, the car. Dave looked back and saw nobody and without hesitation, he climbed inside and plucked the keys from the small spot that Andy hid them in. Dave stopped for a moment and stared at the keys, realizing Andy was still in the forest. Luck was on his side as he saw a figure climb over the embankment wearing familiar red all-stars. Dave gestured wildly for Andy to make his way over and Andy began to jog over, a silhouette in the moonlight. What the hell are you doing, Dave? Andy asked getting closer. Waiting for you, asshole. Dave shouted back, climbing out of the car and reaching forward to grab Andy by the front of his shirt. Let's get out of Dave was cut off by a sharp pain in his abdomen and a sharp realization that Andy's face was covered in a dark sack. Dave lifted his hand and plunged a garden spike into Andy's neck. The two stuttered in their movements before drawing their weapons back. Dave didn't have enough killer instinct for a second strike, but Andy did for a second, third and fourth thrust that left Dave on death's door. Andy breathed and choked on blood before Dave's eyes, the two collapsing on the ground. Dave watched with morbid curiosity as Andy died slowly, Andy stared back with hate in his cold eyes. The two closed their eyes for the last time. Andy's car would be found the next morning, but the bodies of the two students would not.